Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome back to I Nearly Did It. I nearly welcomed everybody back to YouTube. It's not YouTube. This is the podcast. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Try that again. Welcome back. <laughs> Can you imagine how confusing that would have been? <laughs> welcome back to YouTube. Yay. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, welcome back to the Out of Water podcast. Hosted by yourself. with Not yourself, but myself. As in me, uh, Frankie. How you doing? Oh, what a start to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Today it is um, April the 15th, um, 2021, if we want to get up to absolutely correct on the date there. But um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope everybody is doing everything great, having a good week. Um, I wasn't going to get this out until after my birthday. It's my birthday tomorrow. Yeah! I'm in the 21 Forever Club, in case anybody's wondering how old I am. If anybody asks me, I'm in the 21 Forever Club. On my 21st birthday, I made a pact with a few good friends that I would be forever 21. And that's how old I am. It gets a little bit confusing, but hey-ho, 21 Forever. I'm not complaining. Um, I hope everybody's doing well anyway. Just sipping some lovely green tea over here. It's bloody beautiful. Um, yeah, so a week it has been. A lovely, lovely week. The sun's been shining. It's been a little bit cold. Um, but I've enjoyed getting out there still. I'm still getting out there. I'm still moving my sweet ass and going on big walks every day. Um, doing a spot of Pokemon hunting as we go. Uh, the kids are enjoying it. It's just been great. It really has been good. Um, and I've really, really made the most of these last... It's coming up to seven weeks now that I've just been getting out every day without fail, regardless to what the weather might be doing. I'm just getting outside the house and kind of uh, just enjoying myself in the process. Um, I have some quite exciting news to share as well. Um, So some of you who may follow me over on YouTube might sort of know bits and bobs about my health issues that I have. So I won't go into massive amounts of detail, but unfortunately... Um, a few years ago, I started to go blind in one of my eyes. Um, I'll cut all the gory details, but I'm left now with um, a left eye that doesn't work, and my right eye is very limited, so I have quite limited vision. Um, the vision I do have is pretty good, um, but it's not a lot, if that makes sense. It's not, like, really, really bad. It's just... Well, it is really, really bad. It's, I'm kind of digging myself a hole here. I've got really rubbish vision, okay? I'm not going to sugarcoat it that. My eyesight is shocking. However, um, the, the little vision that I do have is... is I'm okay. I'm plodding along quite nicely. However, I have become a little bit... Um, a little bit of a recluse. I think the lockdown has definitely played part in that. Um, but I've just decided not really to venture off too far from home which is not really like me. Uh, I would normally be always out and about. Um, But I've now got myself in a position where I can't really go out the house safely without somebody else being with me, Uh, usually one of my kids or a friend. Um, It's just, it's not very fair on the family, to be perfectly honest, having to kind of guide me out of the house um, and make sure I'm safe and, yeah, a bit of help crossing the roads and stuff like that. Not ideal. I'm going to burp. I do apologise. Excuse me. Not ideal in any stretch. So around a year ago, I decided to... I'm not the sort of person that accepts help easily. I never have been. Um, I'm very proud and I'm very... um, I like to be the helper, not the one that needs the help. (laughs) Which is probably my own downfall, to be honest. But I do need help with this, definitely. So I decided to reach out to Guide Dogs UK um, and see if they could actually help me. Um, Obviously, it was kind of an awkward time because we were just in the middle of a... It was just before the first lockdown, and then the lockdown kind of happened, and everything kind of got put on hold. 
Um, however, things have slowly started to pick up since the last lockdown. And I'm now in a position to where I can pick up on my appointments with uh, Guide Dogs UK. And um, yeah, I had a meeting with them yesterday. They came out. Um, we went on a bit of a walk with them. I took a, a human for a walk on a leash, which was quite entertaining. Picture that however you will. Um, and yeah, I got through to the next stages of hopefully uh, being able to have my own guide dog. So I'm pretty excited. It might not mean very much to most people, but to me it's pretty huge. And um it's um, hopefully, if things continue to go well, it will give me some independence back. And I'm genuinely smiling my little face off right now, as you can probably tell. Um, I'm just genuinely, <coughs> genuinely excited. Excuse me, what's going on with me today? <coughs> Jesus. I'm just genuinely excited to the, the possibilities of just gaining a little bit of freedom back. Where I don't have to wait for somebody to go out the house to the shop, let's say. Or if I fancy going for a walk on my own, I can actually do that without worrying about getting myself lost or getting myself in a bit of a pickle. So it's quite exciting, to say the least. And this morning I had that lovely moment where I woke up, and I've not had this since I was a kid, to be honest, and I woke up and I'd forgot about it. Um, and then I got quite excited a couple of minutes after re remembering how good yesterday was and how much of a positive, productive day it was. Um, I'm by no means completely at the finish line just yet. There's a long way to go and there's a big waiting list as well if I do get accepted onto it. Um, but I'm definitely firmly on my way, and I can't help but take the positive from that. So I'm genuinely, genuinely really excited about that. Obviously, I'll keep you guys updated as and when. Um, probably more so on YouTube as well as the podcast, but probably mainly YouTube. But yeah, really exciting news for me, and just in time for my birthday as well, which makes it even better. So yeah, I am genuinely excited, so I just thought I'd share that with you all as well. I also had this really freaking weird dream last night. I don't dream very much. I'm a little bit placid when it comes to dreams. I don't really have them. Or if I do, I don't remember them. I just forget them because, I don't know, I just don't remember them. I'm not the sort of person that stacks up my dreams and remembers them. Um, <clears throat> I had one <clears throat> as a kid that really sticks with me. I went to visit uh, Michael Jackson's Neverland. I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. And I went to Michael Jackson's Neverland and he gave me loads of gifts. Um, he gave me, like, his glove... Uh, one of his hats. Uh, it was amazing. And we're on the train thing. And I was with my mum. And we're on this train. And my mum in the dream goes to me. You do know. I had bear in mind handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of all these signed amazing gifts that Michael Jackson had gifted to me and the rest of the group that we were with. And in the dream, my mum turned around and goes, uh, Fran, you do know this is just a dream, don't you? And I was like, what? Because it was like proper real to me in my dream. I was only about 11 at the time. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, it's just a dream. You're going to wake up now. And I went, no, no, I don't want to wake up. And she's like, yeah, you've got to wake up. You've got school. And I literally woke up to my mum waking me up for school. It was devastating. Absolutely devastated. I literally woke up squeezing all my pillows and teddies and stuff, thinking I had handfuls of MJ merchandise that was all signed and gifted, but unfortunately not. Um, and it did actually... It did actually push me to actually write him a letter, though. I actually wrote Michael Jackson a letter when I was about 11 with the help of my mum. And I sent it off to Neverland. But I never heard back. A bit gutted about that. I suppose it makes sense. I bet we got hundreds of messages back then. Uh, thousands, probably millions of letters back then, should I say. Not hundreds. But I never heard back. A bit gutted. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have written to Jimmy Savile. I'm sure he'd have wrote me back. Jesus. Whole another, whole another kettle of fish. Anyway, um... You'll have to excuse me taking momentarily breaks just to have a little bit of swig of tea here. My throat is doing all sorts of crazy today. Um, but yeah, back to dreams. So last night I had this really fucked up dream. 
and I'm uh, the more I think about it, the more fucked up I make it in my head. But basically, I dreamt I was out with who was I out with? I don't even know. I was out with some friends, and I was out, and um, I was pregnant. I'll let, I'll give you a second just to digest that information. I'm not pregnant, but I was pregnant. And it was the most fucking weirdest thing ever. And I didn't question it. Like, I'm a bloke. Blokes can't do this. What is this about? I might have the belly of a pregnant lady. But I cannot biologically carry a, a child. But no one questioned it. I didn't question it. It was just there. It was just this big belly. And throughout the dream, we're just plodding along having a day trip somewhere or another. But throughout the dream, the belly just got bigger and bigger. It wasn't down to food. It was down to the pregnancy. And yet, at the end of the dream, I gave birth to a baby, and I woke up, literally, in the middle of the night, holding my belly. I was in the fetal position. Um, I was in the fetal position, and I was basically cupping my pregnant man belly in the most weirdest fucking of situations ever, while gently cupping my private area with my other hand. I can only imagine just making sure it's all right, because I literally, in my dream, gave birth to a baby. I don't know where the fuck this come from. I'm not Googling it because it will come out with some crazy nonsense. Oh, if you dream this, that means that. And if you dream that, that means this. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not walking down that crazy rhythm, um, that crazy avenue. It's not happening. But yeah, how fucked up is that? No one questioned it in my dream. No one goes, Frankie, what, what, what's going on here, mate? What's, what's happening? Oh, don't worry. I am with child. There's none of that. It was just now everyone was all right with it. Cool. I don't, know, I don't even know if there was a mum or dad involved that made me that way. I don't know. So many questions. So many questions with so little answers. Why are dreams so fucked up, by the way? What is with that? What is... Listen, I'm so confused. I'm so, I have so many questions for myself. But um, unfortunately, I'm just... I'm, buff, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm absolutely baffled. I, I don't know where that dream come, come from. Like I said, I'm not Googling it because it'll take me down all sorts of crazy avenues. But yeah, what is that about? Like I said, I don't dream a lot, but I'm open after that when I never dream again. Jesus Christ, it was horrific. <laughs> anyway, I want to hear from you guys. What What's the craziest dream that you can instantly remember when you just look back on all the crazy stuff that you've dreamt over the years? I'd probably call mine more of a nightmare, to be honest, but technically a nightmare is just a bit more of an angrier version of a dream, isn't it? But let me know, what is the most craziest fucked up dream that you remember having? Let me know all the details over on the podcast email, which is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. That is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to hear all your stories. I don't care how crazy it is. I don't care if you were marrying a hamster in your dream and the giraffe was your best man. I want to hear it. I want to hear all the crazy. So reach out and let me know. And please don't contact me, giving me why my dreamt, why I dreamt I was a pregnant man. Don't give me any of that. Don't confuse me anymore. I'm still not over it already. So don't, don't confuse me anymore. Please, whatever you do, I want to hear what your dreams are. So do get in touch and let me know. Anyway, <clears throat> swiftly moving on to the news of the podcast. This is the bit of the podcast where we look at the news that didn't quite make the headlines and we just have a little bit of a laugh with it, really. We have a bit of a pokey-pokey fun at the the world that we live in. So the first headline reads, Nigel Farage pranked into wishing birthday to huge anus. That old clanger. I love it. I love it. <laughs> there's a video. Uh, this is the... Oh, there's a video. This is the moment that Nigel Farage wished a happy birthday to Hugh Janus. 
otherwise known as Huge Anus. You see what he did there? So clever. Uh, the former UK Independent Party uh, leader was set up, uh, who set up a cameo this week, is charging people around 75 quid for a personalised video and it seems doesn't mind making a fool out of himself. According to his profile on Cameo, the politician will respond to people in 12 hours, has a fan club of over 2,000 people, and already has five-star reviews. Um, we get the gist. Let's have a look at the video then. I'm going to play it, so you'll probably hear it on the podcast as well. Hopefully there's no adverts here. <coughs> um, why are you not working? Why are you not working? Please work. Oh, it's because I've got my ad blocker on. There we go. There's always one, isn't there? <clears throat> there we go. Let me just pause this. Da-da-da-da, ad blocker. Ad blocker. Boom. Uh, we're all right for this website. There we go. We, tr- we don't trust this website, but just for this moment we do. So let's try this again. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, there's going to be an advert, isn't there? This is why we have ad blockers, people. You're not getting any free advertisement out of me. I'm pausing the advert. For principle alone, when they when the video plays, we'll play it, so hopefully you'll hear it. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. I've heard you're a massive fan of Chez Wheelie and her battle against Cal the Dragon. How could I help to make sure Chez Wheelie wins the war against Cal and his garden gnome army? And this is from the lads. 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 Happy birthday. Play that again. Birthday, Hugh Janus. <laughs> I heard you're a massive fan of Chez Wheelie and her battle against. <laughs> okay, we get the gist. That's good. Do you know what? I think he knows. I just don't think he gives a shit. I don't think that's like. I don't think they've caught him out on a good in there. I think he's very much aware that he's being pranked there. I mean, there's obviously there's a video that you guys can't see through a podcast, but he looks like he doesn't give a shit. At the end of the day, he's charging 75 quid for that. I'd pretty much, within reason, say anything you want me to for 75 quid for a. What was it, a 12-second video? Hell yes, I would. I don't think he gives a shit. End of the day, he's still getting his money, isn't he? So, it, although it's funny, I don't think he's got egg on his face at all. He looks very much aware. He's got a little bit of a smirk as well at the beginning of the video. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think he's been caught out. But at the end of the day, it's still quite funny, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's still quite comical. But, um... <laughs> Huge anus. How old is that joke, though, eh? Huge anus. I love it. I love it. It's great. It's so it's so so blatantly obvious when you say it. I mean, you could probably read it on paper and go, "Oh, Hugh Janus," but when you say it, Hugh Janus, you know straight away, don't you? I'm hoping there's no no people there that are scratching their head wondering what I'm on about there. <laughs> anyway, swiftly moving on to the next story. So, Scott's Doggers, Litter Beach. With condoms, lubricant, and clothes sparking a fury amongst the locals. Okay, it's going to get filthy already, look. Buckle up, everybody. Strangers are flouting the lockdown. Oh, this must be an old an old article, because no, well, there is a lockdown, but it's a bit lax now, isn't it? But strangers are flouting the lockdown to meet for outdoor sexy time in a notorious dog in hot... I'm sure I read something like this not long ago. Is everyone just bonking around the country right now? But yeah, dogging hotspot, leaving a trail. I don't think they've left a trail, have they? You're just using a play of words there, surely. But they're leaving, apparently, a trail, according to this article, of condoms, lubricant, and discarded clothes. Why would you leave your clothes? Uh, deter- determined doggers set out about moving 
Determined doggers set about removing sand at a beach in order to park illegally for liaisons at a coastal beauty spot. Uh, Neighbours have reported suspicious men hanging around, apparently looking for people to trist with despite the lockdown. What's trist with mean? It obviously means hooking up, doesn't it? But I need to know the trist meaning. What does that what does that mean? A private so tristin, which is pronounced like this, just in case you're wondering. You ready? Trist. Trist? That's trist, not trist. Trist. No, I'm not having that. Learn to pronounce? No. No thanks. I don't want to learn to pronounce it. But apparently, I'm saying it, it's trist, it's not trist. Trist is a private romantic rid I don't know, I can't even pronounce that word. Ren Renzov? Renzivus? Someone Google the word trice, as in try with an ST on the end of it, right? And tell me what the hell that word is. It's R E N D E Z V O U S. Rendivus. Rendiv. That word. Yeah, that one. That big word that I can't break down like a toddler. Um, but it's basically when people want to hook up for romantic liaisons. So, yeah, apparently there's a place in Scotland. Um, where people are noticing that there's there's dirty men hanging around the area looking for lovers. Um, speaking on a condition of anonymity, or basically the newspaper made it up, a worried resident has said, you see a lot of it going on down here. Guys just hanging around looking all suspicious. There's no way a woman came out and said that. Or a man, sorry, I'm assuming that's, that's a woman. Um... There's no way someone came out to the paper and said that to them, is there? No way. Not having that for a single second. Uh, they were flouting the lockdown rules and having all sorts of sexual encounters in the woods. Oh, wow. There you go. If you get down to the woods today, you're in for a big surprise, apparently. Uh, the dirt mount was erected last week. <laughs> a dirt mount was erected last week, no pun intended, to stop men parking on their ground. Uh, there were used condoms, lube packets and tissues lying everywhere. And the guys were going, it's just where the guys were going and it's just disgusting. And there's a nice ginormous picture of a lubricant bottle that the newspapers used here. Thank you very much. Local authorities have said they will take the re- the relevant precautions to stop this from continuing. Um, yeah, that's basically the gist. People are getting the nut knock on in the woods. So if you do go down in the woods today... Um, you're in for a big surprise, and I don't think it's got much to do with the teddy bear's picnic. Just chucking that out there. Just a little guess. Okay, the next story. It's another sexual one here. I'm thinking I'm a little bit of a secret pervert, me. Anyway, the next story reads, Sex toy sales soar during pandemic as couples and singles embrace the lockdown. So apparently there's been a, a study, uh, and they've and it's now been announced that 13% of people Sales of sex toys have soared by 13% as people look to keep themselves entertained at home. (sighs) It's not just toilet roll and pasta that Brits have been stocking up on. God, these stories are so boring when they write them like this. Um, Sex toys. I'm even reading it like I'm bored, aren't I? But sex... I'm going to spice it up now. Sex toys have had a surge in demand as Brits look to keep themselves entertained between the sheets at home. As people prepare to stay indoors, this must be really... Why they, they're reposting old articles here, they must be. They're talking like we're in the middle of a lockdown now. 
But it's not only Brits that have been getting bored in the bedroom during the outbreak. Canada has also seen an increase in sex toy sales. So has Italy. So everyone's bored, basically. That's that's what you're trying to say. Everyone's bored, so they're all, stuck in, all stocking up on the sex toys and batteries, I presume. Um, men's wellness platform, Manual. It's, it says manual, but it can't just be called manual. That sounds well boring for a men's wellness platform. Uh, commented on the rise saying, Dating and the coronavirus are not a compatible pair, so singles are driving their attention away from dating apps and more towards the, how they can pleasure themselves at home. That's right. Spice up your life, as you do. So, yeah, basically, there's been a massive increase in the nook-nook section. <laughs> You can't go out and have the nut nut. I wonder there's a picture of a woman here. She's just um She's just stood there smiling. And I've got a funny feeling that she's none the wiser that she's part of this article. I don't think she's anything to do with this article. I don't even know if she owns a sex toy or not, but she's been used, her image has been used <clears throat> for this article. And I bet you any money when she agreed to put this picture online for people to use, I can pretty much guarantee you right now she wasn't expected to be attached to a sex toy sales saw article <laughs> but there she is smiling away looking all pretty hello darling how happy are you today uh, anyway next story jesus that was a boring story i do apologize uh prison officer jailed after bosses find secret tattoo of her lover's cell number on her leg i've got all sorts of questions already right okay so let's read this a prison officer has been jailed for 10 months after prison bosses found a secret tattoo on her upper thigh. How the hell did they find that? Dirty mongers. Um, that was dedi- dedicated to an inmate that she had fallen in love with. I won't name the lady, but she worked in a maximum security full... Um, a maximum security jail um, that had armed robbers. And she had an armed robber's cell number inked on her skin which was discovered during a medical examination. Jesus Christ. Uh, according to Hull Crown Court, the mum... Uh, I'm, I'm confusing the shit out of myself here. I can try not to use the name, you see, because I don't want to name anybody. Um, according to the Hull Crown Court, the lady, whose mum and stepdad are both police officers, wrote love letters to the inmate, as well as smuggling him a mobile phone and a SIM card... The 22-year-old appeared on a video link from HMP Newhall in Wakefield, where she was currently being held. When debating whether to suspend or su- suspend her sentence, the judge said the offences were so serious the least he could impose was 10 months behind bars, with half of it to be served. So let me get this right. So the headline makes it look like she's got locked up for having a tattoo but the truth is it's not that i mean she's obviously having a little bit of knocky knocky in between the cells <laughs> with an inmate but it's not that that's got her in the shit i mean that's what's gave her up during a medical examination but what kind of med- medical examination do you have to have at work where you have to get the top on- top end of your thigh out that's what i want to know because it says the tattoo was on her upper thigh what the hell kind of medical is she having that she needs to have a thigh's on display. I don't know. That's confused me, that has. But yeah, basically, it's not that that's got her in trouble. Um, obviously, she shouldn't be having sexual encounters with an inmate. It's kind of against the rules of a job. 
It's not that though. It's getting it's smuggling a fucking phone and a SIM card, and it's going to get us slapped on the arse. Not in a kinky way either. But yeah, it's not going to be nothing to do with the tattoo. I assume. I mean, the tattoos dropped her in the shit. Um, but it's the bloody phone and stuff. Um, yeah, so basically she got told off, um, and she's serving time behind bars. Hopefully not in the same prison as him, because that would just be probably what she wants, to be honest. Bit weird, isn't it? Bit of a weird story. (laughs) They say, you can't help who you fall in love with. That's a bit of a strange one. I mean, what a shit tattoo as well, isn't it? Having your fucking inmates fucking, having your, having your partner's inmate fucking number tattoo on your thigh. What a shit tattoo that is. Fucking Can you imagine trying to explain that to the tattoo artist? Um, I've got some numbers. I would like them at the top half of my thigh. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, love. What is it? Is it a, a date? Is it, um, is it something, is it memorable numbers? Well, sort of. It's my boyfriend's, in, it's his inmate number. <laughs> Fucking shit is that? <laughs> fucking shit story. Imagine that you're old and decrepit and explaining your tattoos to your great great grandkids. Oh, that's well, that's oh, that that's that's a parrot. That is that's a peacock. Yes, that's me tramp stamp. And this one right here on the top half of me thigh, that's your great great granddad who ran off with another woman. That's his inmate number. <laughs> what a fucking shit tattoo. Fucking hellfire. What's the world coming to? Jesus. Fucking come up with some better ideas, people. <sighs> anyway. So we're now... <laughs> fucking shit. Can't, I just can't imagine it looking good, can you? Be honest. I don't know how long, how many numbers, how many digits uh, an inmate number is. I mean, they hold them from them cards, don't they? Or at least they do in the movies. Um, well, how shit of a tattoo is that? It's honestly shocking beyond belief. Anyway, we're now moving on. Excuse me. We're now moving on to the uh, Dear Debbie Downer stuff. I nearly called it what it actually is called, Dan. Which you can only assume would have got me in all sorts of trouble. But yeah, basically, this part of the podcast is the um, part where we... Basically, we we play Agony Aunt. We go and find a legitimate Agony Aunt online who's quite famous over here in the UK um, for doing this sort of thing. And we basically change it up a little bit. We read the articles or the letters as if they've been written to me. And I kind of take a little bit of fun every now and again. And we kind of give a kind of sarcastic yet funny answer back. So as we move on to this part of the podcast, which is called the Dear Debbie Downer. So here we go. Dear Debbie Downer, I wanted to know why wild sex dried up so i went snooping into my boyfriend's phone (gasps) this isn't gonna end well is it oh no this is gonna cause all sorts of problems oh no dear debbie downer my boyfriend and i had a wild sex drive for the first year of our relationship but as soon as we moved in together it was like someone had poured cold water over the passion what a play on words wow I made excuses for him at first as he lost his job and he was depressed. But I've since discovered he doesn't fancy me anymore. Now, have you discovered that? Or have you just told yourself in your head that? Let's carry on. We'll find out, won't we, if we read? <sighs> right, sorry, I'm getting jumping in a little bit too early there. Uh, we have been together for three years... Uh, And to begin with, it was bloody brilliant. We couldn't keep our hands off each other. Wow, you'd make good miming clowns, wouldn't you? He definitely knew how to please me, and I felt like the luckiest woman alive. I Guess what's coming? I'm 29. 
and my boyfriend is 31. But after he moved in, he stopped initiating sex and started to make excuses if I ever made the move over on him. He even said he had no sex drive, which I initially put down to his depression. Eventually, I became suspicious and looked through the notes in his phone. The notes in his phone? Whatever do you mean? Do you have notes on your phone? I fucking don't. It was like reading a dirty diary. <laughs> He'd written, he didn't fancy me anymore. Why would he write that? I don't believe this. No, I'm sorry. You wouldn't write that down, would you? <laughs> if you honestly thought, oh, I don't fancy my missus anymore. I better make a note of that on my phone just in case I forget. Come on. No, I'm not having that. This is, this is a made-up story. But anyway, we'll carry on. We'll carry on. He'd written down that he no longer fancied me. Uh, he said he loved me, but he wasn't in love with me. Fuck off, did he? If he, if he talk, no, I'm bollocks. That's a load of shit, that is. Uh, he wrote this, and he wouldn't... He wrote that he didn't want sex with me, but still didn't want sex with other women. Bollocks to you. I don't believe this for a second. If you're a male, and you're listening to this story, please side with me that this is bollocks. Because, unfortunately, we don't think like this. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't. We don't. We definitely don't make fucking notes of it in a phone if we did. Uh, he said he couldn't see himself being with me forever, adding that he hated my tattoo. <laughs> you didn't have your fucking ex-boyfriend's inmate number tattooed on your thigh, did you? He said that he hated my tattoos, the colour of my hair, my dress... <laughs> He went hard. My dress sense and even my legs. <laughs> he left nothing unturned there, did he? <laughs> However, <laughs> that's brilliant. I need to read that bit again. That's gold. He said he couldn't see himself being with me forever. Uh, adding that he hated my tattoos. He hated the colour of my hair. He hates me dress sense and he even hates me legs. Jesus, he fucking went out. <laughs> there was a drive-by shooting. He's pulled up for a minute there, hasn't he? And he's just open-fired. I'm still calling B Billy bullshit on this article. Though. I don't think any bloke would make note of them sort of things. He just wouldn't. Um, however, he couldn't see a reason to end our relationship because I am a good person and he wishes that I'd cheat, making things easier for him to leave. I'm, just, I'm not having this. I know, I shouldn't have looked... But I was devastated to read this. I've planned to talk to him because I wasn't happy with how things were. But now I feel empty. <laughs> it, it's what I get for snooping, I suppose. I feel angry and I feel like he's wasted my past two years of my life. It makes me so angry and I don't know what to do. Why doesn't he just up and leave? I'll tell you why he doesn't just up and leave. Um, because it's not true. <laughs> I've got a funny feeling that this is not real. And um, I've not felt that way about an article before, or at least a, a Dear Debbie Downer article. But I don't think that's real because, for one, I know there's a note thing on my laptop, which I use, which I use for work purposes, which is great. Um, I don't know many people that have a note feature on the phone. Is that just me? Um, well, I, I don't want to put all, all men in the same kind of ship and sail off to sea here, but we most certainly wouldn't make notes of things like that. I mean, it just seems a little bit too vindictive and nasty for the guy to sit there 
and writing his phone. Let me just let me just scroll back up and reread this shit because I'm not buying this for a second. Uh, da, 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 da. He wrote that he didn't fancy me any longer. He said that he loved me, but he isn't in love with me. No, nah, I'm not having that. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Am I alone there, blokes? Is this just me? He also wrote that he didn't want sex with me, but he also didn't want sex with other women. Did he? Fuck. Not having that. It's Billy bullshit. Billy, Billy bullshit. I had to fucking laugh, though. I'm sorry. I had to fucking laugh at um, that bit again there. That's gold, that is. Where is it? Let me find it. Um, he said he couldn't see himself being with me forever. He added that he hated my... T- he hated him. Didn't just, didn't just didn't like them. He hates them. I hate them. That's such a strong word, isn't it? Hate. Hate. He hates me tattoos. He hates the colour of my hair. He hates me dress sense. And he fucking hates me legs. <laughs> hates your legs. That's just like when you get picked on and you try and like argue back with the person that's picking on you when you're a kid. And like, oh, your mum's this, your mum's that. And you go, oh, your, your dad and your, your legs. It just, <laughs> it just seems like something that's just made up. I'm not having that. I can't see a guy doing that, but there we go. That's just made my fucking day, that has. Uh, I would say I hope it's real, but that seems a bit nasty, doesn't it? A little bit malicious. I don't wish anything like that upon anybody, but it does seem a little bit fictitious, that one did for me anyway. Anyway, moving on. Oh, God, that was a good one, that was. I don't think anything's going to top that today, to be honest. Anyway, moving on. Dear Debbie Downer, my boyfriend smokes weed every day. Uh, it costs us money that we just don't have. It feels as though drugs matter to him more than I do. We've been seeing each other for six months and he's just moved into a flat together. Well, that's a bit blooming quick, isn't it? Anyway, it's my dad's side coming out. My sensible cap's coming on, you see. Let's talk some sense into your love. Six months? My goodness, I've got milk that's older than that. As my mum would say, I'm 25 and he's 27. Thanks for clarifying that. That makes all the difference to how much weed he smokes, doesn't it? Um... <laughs> he is so different to my exes and treats me well. The only problem is his drugs. He keeps saying he wants to give it up, but I don't see him making any kind of changes to make evidence of that. I've tried to get him to seek help and he says he will, but nothing ever happens. We don't have the money for the we don't have money for new trainers that he desperately needs, but he still has money for weed every day. It's putting a huge strain on our relationship. Is there any advice that you can offer to help him give up? <sighs> Maybe have a smoke with him and chill out. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh, the problem is with that is the fact that he's obviously doing it beyond his means, isn't he? Um, uh, listen, whatever people choose to do with their life, as long as it isn't like hardcore drugs. If people choose to have a little bit of a smoky smokers then every now and again... Listen, it's your life, but um, if it's becoming a problem to the fact there where it's causing financial strain, um, it's not good, is it? And he's clearly got a habit. Um, I won't name any names, but I had a friend a few years ago um, who was really, really into his weed, and he was a bit like that. He'd put it before anything. Like If he was budgeting for his week ahead, the money for his weed wouldn't even come into that budget. He'd already have that aside. It was crazy. But yeah, he's definitely got a problem. So yeah, hope you sort it out. I don't know what to say to you. I'm not a real agony aunt, but there we go. Um, next story. Uh, dear, <clears throat> dear Debbie Downer. I cheat on my boyfriend because I have doubts about whether he is the right one for me. I constantly look on dating sites trying to fill that void with other men. Well, you sound like a keeper, don't you? 
Jesus Christ. That just seems like a real shit copper hat as well. Anyway, stop jumping in. Guess what's coming next, everybody? Drum roll. She's 34 and he's 36. We've been together for six years, but I struggle. Six years and you're still not sure? Fucking hell, fire. Um, been with six years, but I struggle with the thought of having children or being married. Though I know he loves me and would look after me forever. So what the fucking hell are you doing? Um, we argue all the time and have very different ways of doing things in life. We don't even like the same things on television or listen to the same music. There's no wrong with that. Uh, after work, he only ever sits on the sofa while I like organising things. This sounds like a right boring relationship. We cook separately and do our own food shopping. Fucking out of your lodges. He earns more money than me. I like the way you keep track on that there, don't you? Hey, hey, hey. Everybody <laughs> expects me to split all of the bills down the middle. So I end up struggling every month. I feel like we're not on the same team. Do you know what? It feels like you're not on the fucking same team from me as well. Uh, what can I do? Uh, is in short, stop slagging it around. Stop using that as an excuse to slag it around and just break up. Jesus Christ, what's with people? If you're not happy and you're genuinely not happy and you're in a place... And you, especially if you live in such a separate life, just go your separate ways. It's not that much of a big deal. It sounds to me that you've got yourself in a rut and you've got yourself in a way of doing your life and him doing his life. So you basically all might be living under the same roof, but you live in two different worlds. Um, it's really easy to do, to be fair. I'm getting proper serious here, like you actually wrote to me. I know you haven't, but I'm going to go anyway. But it sounds like you've just got in a rut of kind of doing your own thing and you forgot about meeting in the middle, which at one point you obviously did to be together and move in together and be together for six years. But um, I'm not happy about the cheating, if I'm completely honest with you, me doc. I think it's very wrong of you. So bloody break up. If you're not happy, bugger off. Bugger off. It's that easy. It really is that simple. Anyway, next story. <sighs> Dear Debbie Dana. <clears throat> Where's it gone? Oh, there it is. Sorry. I clicked, I clicked the wrong thing there. Uh, dear Debbie Downer. Where does this begin? Uh, dear Debbie Downer, my husband thinks he has erectile dysfunction. But I know that he doesn't and this just simply isn't true. What? I'm confused. Okay, so he thinks he's got a limp, a limp biscuit, we'll say. He thinks he's got a limp biscuit, and you, you think he's as hard as nails. Right, he's 64, and I'm 58, and we have grown-up children. What does that matter? Um, we always had a great sex life, but in the last three years or so, it's eased off considerably. He, say, he now says he can't perform, but I know that he can. He's <laughs> gone on his bluff. I know you've got it in you. Come on. Although, I need it in me. <laughs> Although, when we had... <laughs> laughing at my own jokes, I love it. Oh, the simple, the little things in life, they really mean the most. Although, when we have done it, it's over for him very quickly. And he can only do it in one position. <laughs> sorry, sorry for laughing. Um, before, he lo before he loses it. <clears throat> Keep it professional. He's still... <clears throat> Try not to laugh. He's still working, and it makes me think he's getting his sexy time elsewhere. But when I try to talk to him about it, we end up arguing. Um, what can I do? 
You've not really clarified. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just imagining the guy in the same position all the time and just jizzing in a couple of minutes. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it too much, all right? I'm thinking about it too much. Uh, you're still not really clarified in that little short story why you think he hasn't got an issue. Um, if he feels he's got an issue, then maybe try and get him some help for the issue rather than going, no, you fucking ain't. That's like going to someone who's got depression. No, you fucking ain't. You look sad, mate. Fucking smiling, aren't you? You fucking got nothing to be sad for. Makes no sense, does it? You've got to kind of look at it in an, an individual light. I'm talking like I've actually been employed here to take over this agony art in the paper. I haven't. Um, and you're never going to listen to this story, but to me, um, you should be supporting him rather than just saying you haven't. I know you're lying. You know what I mean? It doesn't, doesn't help nothing, is it? So, yeah. Work together, not against each other. And you'll get on like a house on fire. <laughs> Anyway, the last story for this week. The last Debbie Downer for this week before I go and enjoy my birthday tomorrow. Yippee! Um, reads. Have I clicked the same one here again? I have. Give me a second. I've made a right old muckery of this. Give me a second, people. I'm, I've, I've muddled two articles up together. So, um, I need to try and find the one I, I originally had bookmarked. So, I apologise. Give me two seconds. Um, right, we'll go with this one. I can't find the one I originally bookmarked, so we're going to run with this one instead. Um, Dear Debbie Downer, last year I met a really lovely guy on a gay dating site. He's 38, and guess what? I'm 27. <laughs> we had an instant connection and talked non-stop, and we were both admitted that we were falling in love. Can't do that for very long. It's killing me throat. <laughs> then I ruined it all. I went and ruined dinner. I? I went and ruined it all. Everything. He asked me to send him some pictures, which I did. But I sent him. I but I sent him group photos. What? Um. He assumed I was much better looking. He assumed I was my much better. Oh, I see where this is going. So you sent him some pictures of a group of you and your mates. And he assumed that he was the better looking one out of the group. Stupidly. Oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. Stupidly. I didn't just instantly correct him. Oh, no. We then arranged to meet. And I knew I had to come clean. So I sent him an actual photo of me. And explained that I'd misled him. Because I was not confident with myself. Oh, He was gutted. <laughs> nice. And I felt like I'd lied. And he couldn't trust me anymore. And he ended it. Nice. Uh, since then, we chat, but only occasion, uh, only occasionally. But he doesn't want to meet. I think about him day and night. I have such an idiot at spoiling this. What could I do? It was so perfect. You should have just been bloody honest with him. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to see what the uh, agony on here. I bet you any money, before I read this, I bet she tries to either give him a flyer Point him to a link of her own, because that's what she does. Or she tries to sell him a book. Place your bets. Where's she going to go with this? So the agony aunt says, It sounds as if you really liked him and that he really liked you back until he discovered your deception. Perhaps you need to ask him if he can ever forgive you and might give it a try again. If not... It's best to break off the contract. Fucking contract? It's not a fucking mobile phone. Can I return this mobile phone, please? Yeah. He thought I was much prettier than I was. I'm going to take him back. He's hurt my feelings. 
If not, break off the contract. Keeping in touch will be too painful. Put this down to a life experience. Here we go. My support pack, Mend Your Broken Heart, will help. Here is the link. Fuck off. Fuck off with your advertising, your fucking self. You pain in the arse. Oh, God, relax and relax. Swig of tea. And commence. There we go. Everybody, that has been this week's podcast. I most certainly had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, do let me know what you thought of it. Give me some feedback. Uh, anything podcast related. Any crazy stories. Any kind of, you want to do an affiliation with the podcast. You want to get yourself involved with the podcast. You can do so quite easily by reaching me over on the email address, which is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, that is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. Right, I'm off to get old. Wish me happy birthday. I'm, I'm listening. Go on, I'll give, you, I'll give you a second. Oh, thanks very much. It's so nice of you. Thank you. But no, on a serious note, all look after yourself. Um, I'll see you back here next week. Thanks so much for supporting, and I'll catch up with you all soon. So until next time, toodly-doo.